Welcome to the Spectator PM podcast. I'm Ellie Gardy, and I'm joined by my co-host, Aubrey Gulick. And today, Michigan is having its primary, and Joe Biden is a little worried because there's now an effort to encourage Democrats in the state to vote uh, uncommitted to tell Biden that they are upset with his policy in the Israel-Hamas war. And so Michigan is home to about 300,000 Arab Americans. So this coalition, Listen to Michigan, is trying to bring together uh, people who are on the side of Hamas and not on the side of Israel and trying to get Biden to change his policy. And so in back in 2016, Michigan was only decided by 10,000 votes. Trump only won by 10,000 votes. So listen to Michigan is saying, you know, we are more than that, where we could decide the race. And so Biden need to listen to us. Right. And I mean, they're not just targeting, targeting Arab voters. They're also targeting young voters who tend to support Hamas Um more than, you know, their older counterparts. Um, what's kind of funny, I think, about that 10,000 number um, is that, I mean, currently, I th- I believe the latest polls show that, like, Trump is leading in Michigan, and it's a swing state. Um, and the race is likely going to be close, but I don't think it's going to be 10,000 votes close. It seems unlikely. And so, it, I mean, they're, they're really just virtue signaling, right? Like, we're going to, you know... We we would like anybody other than Joe Biden, even though there's really nobody else on the Democrat field right now who has any chance of winning. Um, and it would it'd be very difficult for Biden to change course just on his foreign policy. This is one of the few things he's been actually decent on. And you can't say that about almost anything in his presidency, right? It's like, okay, so somehow from out of, like by some miracle, he pulled out like a decent foreign policy when it comes to Israel and like to then try to reverse that just so that he can get an election like that's going to look really bad from a foreign policy standpoint like he can't change course and you know essentially all all this is going to be is like posturing by voters yeah and he has made some efforts to try to appease this faction of the party and has said some things like, oh, you know, Israel needs to stand down and has been signaling uh, a change from his administration's earlier policy toward Israel. Um, but yeah, for the large part, I don't think that this coalition is going to be satisfied with the changes he makes because what they this coalition is very radical and basically wants him to say, yeah, I support Hamas. So <laughs> they're not going to be happy. And so that's why Democrats do think that, you know, these voters are eventually going to come around for Biden in the general election and that, you know, they might make some noise now and it might make some headlines that, you know, 10,000 or 20,000 people voted uncommitted and there is some discontent, but it's not going to affect his chances in the general election at large. Right. Well, and the other thing is like Michigan has one of the highest populations of Arab voters, right? Like the Dearborn area has, I think it's like 54% of the population in that area is Arab. And that's 
like that is the largest percentage of anywhere in the country. So to say that like, you know, Arab voters in Michigan aren't happy with what Biden is doing does not at all reflect what the rest of the country thinks. And the fact of the matter is the rest of the country, like older voters, people who've been paying attention to politics at all, who understand that Hamas is a terrorist organization and understand the more, you know, the moral sides of this question are like, like this doesn't represent them, whether or not they're Democrat or Republican, like Democrats by and large, I think probably they, they seem to be falling more on the side of Israel. They, they usually want like some kind of ceasefire or like something, but like they don't, they're definitely not on the side of Hamas. But the problem um, is for Biden that this could be decisive because Michigan is an important swing state and, you know, 300,000 Arab Americans along with a coalition of other young radicals joining together and not going to the polls in November, uh, that could be a real problem for him. Um, just not having the progressive wing of the party behind him could pose a serious challenge. I mean, just right now, the fact that he's behind in all the polls is <laughs> a warning sign. At the very least, he's going to feel the pressure, I think, um, of the fact that Michigan's a swing state and that the fact that these people are so vocal. The worst case scenario in the general election would be that they just wouldn't go to the polls at all. Um, at least as far, you know, coming from the Biden administration's perspective. And because, I mean, like these people are not going to go and vote for Trump. Like Trump is definitely not like, like Trump's not supporting Hamas anytime soon. So like, yeah, the worst thing that can happen is these people just don't grow to the polls. And then, you know, Biden loses Michigan, which he's already projected to lose with or without them. So like, <laughs> does it really change that much? Probably not, but you know, they the interesting like thing about this movement in Michigan, though, it's uh, the formal campaign is uh, listen to Michigan. It's actually run by Rashida Tlaib's sister. Oh, really? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. And Rashida Tlaib has endorsed it. So it's interesting that they are actually able to get a sitting congresswoman support for it. And, you know, <laughs> that is that that does uh give a bad look that members of your party, you know, a sitting congresswoman is formally against you. Although granted it is Rashida Tlaib. So, you know. Right. And she's been receiving a ton of national blowback just, you know, from people being like, well, like it's ridiculous that we have. Well, Rashida Tlaib and um yeah, and like AOC and all of that, that whole contingent of the Democrat Party in, you know, in Congress has received a ton of blowback in the last few months for their position on this, just from a national standpoint. So I like, of course, she supports, you know, and backs it, especially if it's run by her sister. Um, if she didn't, that would be <laughs> say something about family dynamics <laughs> there. But at the same time, like, yeah, it like it's been endorsed by her, but the rest of the country doesn't seem very happy with her so yeah and some of this uh group's uh language is pretty radical So, like at the very top of their website they say tell biden count me out for genocide like they're very extreme and you know their rhetoric against israel and you know I like we were saying earlier, I don't know that there's any way you can get these people behind you unless you 
declare your support for terrorism. Right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, that's one of those like classic cases of like them switching the narrative. Like, I mean, the whole, this whole war starts with, you know, essentially a declaration of genocide against the Jewish people in their homeland. And then to like, to, to turn the tables and be like, no, actually there's, you know, the genocide is going the other way. Like it's totally an attempt to rewrite history um yeah so it, definitely radical language for sure and problematic language and yeah it, it's it's a case of like radicals like they're, they're not going to be happy with you know the little posturing that biden makes or biden's administration makes towards them they're not going to be happy you know with like a slight shift in policy that's slightly more friendly towards hamas um, and they're not going to be happy with, you know, the border bill or whatever, you know, budget bill that somewhat supports end up sent, ends up sending billions of dollars in, you know, aid to Hamas <laughs> or, to, you know, Gaza and uh, into the hands of Hamas. Like, that's not going to satisfy them. They want full on military support of Hamas. And that's I mean, that's not going to happen. And it's also like it's a major problem. So. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us with the Spectator PM podcast today and make sure to like and subscribe and come back tomorrow. Mm -hmm.